The mission of Stoughton Hospital is to provide safe, quality health care with exceptional personalized service. We want to be your trusted resource for health information. It's time for Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. is the most common sexually transmitted infection. But there are vaccines that can stop these health problems from happening. My guest today is Dr. Thomas Merwin. He's a pediatrician with Dean Clinic Stoughton. Welcome to the show, Dr. Merwin. So let's start by talking about what is HPV. People have heard a lot about it in the media. Tell us what it is. HPV is a skin and soft tissue infection that can be chronic in your skin and soft tissues and lead to cancers, which is what we're trying to prevent. So it's a, a sexually transmitted infection, and how is it in, how is it transmitted? It's transmitted by skin-to-skin contact. That may be oral skin, that may be genital skin, that may be anal skin. And we're not entirely sure if all of those are equally uh, uh, effective in transmitting it. So it's basically skin-to-skin contact. So any skin-to-skin contact can potentially transmit this. There are over 200 types of HPV And the ones that we're targeting with this vaccine have to do with mucous membranes in the head and neck and anal genital area specifically. So does this cause other health problems? Uh, It can cause warts in a lot of people. It causes a lot more warts than it does cancer, but warts don't kill you. So we're not as worried about those, even though we don't want to say they're not a problem. And it can cause uh, wart-like growths in the airway that we call papillomatosis that can lead to airway blockage problems in uh, in any age. Dr. Merwin, you mentioned cancer, and people don't typically think of sexually transmitted infections and cancer. Tell us about that link. So the link between cervical cancer specifically, which is what started this whole HPV uh, vaccine uh, movement, uh, the link between cervical cancer and HPV is 99% of all cervical cancer in the United States in 2016 is caused by HPV infections, 99%. That's as strong of a correlation as we have between a viral infection and cancer. We also know that HPV can cause head and neck cancers. We call them oropharynx cancers, as well as anal genital cancers. And the risk is, the the correlation with those is lower. Uh, Like for head and neck cancers, more like 50%. For anal genital cancers, it's more like 70-80%. So there's a range of cancers uh, that are less strongly associated than cervical cancer, but the more we know about HPV, the more we know we can protect people against just a lot more than just cervical cancer. So how can someone avoid HPV and the health problems it causes? Don't have sex. I mean, that's really the only way that you're never going to get HPV is if you're celibate your whole life, which most of us choose not to be. So by 50 years of age, 80% of women will have been infected at some point with HPV. That's a lot. That's a big percentage. So most of us are going to get infected with it. Most of us do not know we have the infection because unless you get warts or cancer, you really don't know that you're infected. So that's the problem is just because the person you're infected looks, their skin looks normal doesn't mean that they are free of HPV. Is this something we can get tested for? Uh, currently not. Uh, males, no. With females, there is some HPV typing. You know the old pap smear that everybody's gotten for every, every three years? Women have gotten, I shouldn't say everybody, women have gotten. 
Yes. That is going to, in my mind, be replaced in the next decade with HPV testing because basically the pap smear says you're chronically infected with HPV if you have an abnormality. It's kind of the indirect marker. We know we can get much more specific and do HPV typing on any abnormal pap smear and tell us which type of HPV you have, which tells us whether you have a high risk for developing cancer or a low risk for developing cancer. So yes, HPV typing is available when you have your pap smear done, uh, and uh, it's getting it's getting more specific every year. So now let's talk about the HPV vaccine, because now yes. the American Academy of Pediatrics is recommending that all boys and girls ages 11 to 12 in that age range should get vaccinated. So tell us, Dr. Merwin, about that vaccine. That v- vaccine will prevent uh, the initial infection with HPV, so you want to get it in before they're infected. If you get all three doses into a female before she's infected with HPV virus by sexual activity, you will reduce her cervical cancer risk by 90% in her lifetime. Wow. There are about 10,000 cases every year of cervical cancer. It's been happening for the last 50 years. If we could get this vaccine into everybody, we could prevent 9,000 of those 10,000 cases of cervical cancer. Uh, but you got to get the vaccine in before they get infected because once this vaccine doesn't do anything if you're already infected with a virus. The problem is you don't know you're infected because we don't do HPV typing and we don't do pap smears under 21 years of age anymore. Uh, so for all the women under 21, we have no idea who's infected and who's not. So the whole idea is give this vaccine to, to 11 to 13-year-olds before they get infected so you prevent that infection. For boys, and how many vaccines do they get? It's three doses separated by six months total. Um, if for, for boys, the reason boys should get it is there are about 4,500 cases of head and neck cancer in males per year. So it's a little under half, about half of what female cervical cancer is. And we can prevent 50% of those if we get the HPV vaccine in before they get infected with the wrong HPV type. So why do you think some parents are hesitant to give this vaccine to their children? And some parents are worried that by giving it, you're giving your children the okay to have sex. So there's no evidence that giving them the vaccine causes kids to have more sex any more than saying, wear your seatbelt every time, and if you do that, then they're going to drive crazy because they know they're protected. So there's no evidence that giving the vaccine changes their sexual behavior. Um, the reason we're giving it, the two, uh, there's really two reasons that people don't want to give it. One, my 11-year-old is not sexually active. I'll wait till she, she, she's sexually active. So they don't want to think about their 11, 12, 13-year-old as being sexually active. So their defense mechanism, I'm not going to worry about that right now. My response to them is, your child's not going to ask you that when they're going to have sex the first time for your permission. So don't wait for them till they, where you think they're going to have it. Just get this vaccine in before they uh, have sex. Uh, and two, there's a lot of false information out on the Internet of, quote-unquote, problems caused by the HPV vaccine. And I tell parents, okay, these, these are isolated incidents. America has looked at them. Australia has looked at them. United Kingdom has looked at them. Germany has looked at them. Canada has looked at them. Con- you know, 
tens of countries around the world have done studies, and there are no associations with the HPV vaccine with any bad side effects. The worst thing about the HPV vaccine is it hurts, and some people faint from it. But I fainted from vaccines when I was 10 to 15 years of age, so that's nothing new. Um, These vaccines do not cause any major problems. And I would flip it around to parents and say, okay, in 10 years, if you don't do anything, there's 100,000 cases of cervical cancer in the United States, of which 90,000 could have been prevented had we got the vaccine into women before they got infected. And that's so important. Yeah, that 90,000 so trumps any of these so-called problems that people are uh, trying to say are caused by the HPV vaccine. And when you tell parents this is a cancer yeah, preventive vaccine, yeah. which is one of the only ones that we have. So it is an amazing vaccine to give yes, your kids. Is. Now, what if your kids didn't get it? How late can you get? If you're 26 years old, so is it women, then too late? For women, it's approved up to 25 years of age. For men, it's approved up to 21 years of age. And both of those are based on the fact that when they do the studies to look at these vaccines and they look at the number of people that are already infected with HPV, as you go from 15 to 18 to 20 to 23 to 26, the percentage of people who are already infected go up. So the effectiveness of the vaccine goes down because this, again, it doesn't do anything if you're already infected. It just prevents the initial infection. So it's not recommended for women over 26 or men over 21. So just the last few minutes, Dr. Merwin, this is such yes. a great topic and so important, and, and you put it forth so beautifully and so easy to understand. Give your best advice to the listeners, to parents, about the importance of getting this vaccine, talking to their pediatricians, and why they should come to Stoughton Dean Clinic for their care. They should come to the Dean Clinic because we provide better care. They should consider getting the vaccine for their children because unless their children are going to be celibate their whole life, they have an 80% chance of seeing this vaccine, and you have a 90% chance in girls of reducing their risk of cervical cancer and a 50% reduction of head and neck cancers in boys. So men and women, boys and girls, should get this vaccine before they're infected. Thank you so much. What great information. You're listening to Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to stoughtonhospital.com. That's stoughtonhospital.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.